Had you ever watched Dream Team before I, I sort of made you watch this in preparation? No, and <laughs> I, I don't want to watch it ever again. So you had no context coming into this? No, it was, it was just awful. It, it was... I think I, I came up with an analogy for it last night. I don't know if it's that accurate, but this is this is my take on it. It's like a, a mix of Fair City and Football's Next Star. Right. That's how bad it was, yeah. I thought. I'm not familiar with Football's Next Star. What, what was what? that? What? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I, it's, um, ah, no. That's, that's poor. Is it a recent thing? Yeah, it's like 2000, maybe 2010, maybe 2012. What is it? I, I can probably figure out what it is. It's a competition. Yeah, it's American was, Idol of football kind of character. Kind of, yeah. It was more, I think the first one was in Inter Milan and there was, I think it was a three Irish lads gone over. Right. So was, they pl- basically played to try and get a contract. Well, Inter, Inter Ryan Milan. Nolan lad, was it? Right. You've had Nolan, no, the 16-year-old. No, no. Uh, Cra- Craig Walsh was actually on it. He right. obviously since played for... Shamrock Rovers, Bray, yeah. uh, he, I think he, who's he with now? He could be with Crumlin or Bluebell really? now. Uh, okay. He played for Longford as well, so uh, yeah. Oh, look, I was more of a Michael Owen skill school <laughs> man where he was slotting goals in past that 13 year old Neville South always shouting out. You know that Wayne Rooney, um, was it Street Strike? I kind of remember that, but. And then obviously the, the Celtic one as well, which was probably the biggest car crash of the lot. It was, uh, I think, Nicky Byrne was in charge of it, and um, basically Irish lads going over to Glasgow to play for Celtic, and. Um, yeah, it just it just wasn't very good. It genuinely was awful. Actually, even better. Do you remember Rio Ferdinand's punk show, where he used to no. do Rio Ferdinand's World Cup wind-ups, and he'd call, he'd say he murked everyone. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm kind of glad after after you making me sit through uh, a <laughs> dream team. I'm, I'm kind of glad you didn't make me uh, watch that now. So Dream Team, for those of you around Andrew's age who would have missed out, was a, Thankfully. a essentially a soap opera about Harchest United, a fictional Premier League team. Although I don't think he rose Premier League. I think one of the sad moments was they got relegated and 800 of their players died or something like that. It used to always happen. Essentially full of awful acting and old match footage that they used to sort of dye the kick colours. So they would often, I think one of the, you know, they used to always be Chelsea more often than not. There was a player then, I assume, nearly every season who had to get his hair cut like Mario Melchiot, uh, just so they could pretend it was him. <laughs> so they had all, all sort of issues like this that they used to always have to do. I'll tell you one thing about this game, though. This game against Shells, apparently, was actually played and specifically filmed in Dublin. So this is more of their games they generally didn't actually play any football. This one apparently was a game. Now, I don't know how much of the footage actually got used and, and how much they just maybe used a bit of shells because I don't think you ever see, like, they say Wes a lot. I don't yeah. think you ever see Wes. I think that actually might have been Dean Gaffney from EastEnders. And I've got a list of, of the players here who would have played because apparently they did that as a charity game. Bertie Ahern turned up. Bertie Ahern turned yeah. up to welcome, essentially, a f- two fake football teams. So I'll tell you a few of the players, right, who would have taken part in this celebrity unit, uh, team. The team was Keith Duffy's All-Stars. Keith Duffy of uh, Boys On. So that tells you the kind of calibre of individual. Um, I read a piece on Balls.ie because I don't remember this. And there's an old, I think you can find an old behind the scenes video on YouTube where they interview some of the players. So Ken Doherty, snooker player. Yeah. Uh, One of the Def Leppard musicians, uh, Joe Elliott. Roddy Collins. Roddy lined out. TV3 weatherman, Martin King. Not bad, not bad. (laughs) You should have been commentating on it, surely. (laughs) Colour commentary. Comedian, and I put that in brackets, Brendan Carroll. Uh, Tony Fenton, a radio DJ. That's di- a bit harsh now. Nah. It's harsh. Uh, radio DJ, Tony Fenton, who used to play, uh, he says it himself, used to play in midfield with Ronnie Wheel on the home farm. So he actually had a bit of pedigree by the looks of it. And then, yeah, Dean Gaffney from EastEnders, who you're like, I bet you they used him as Wes because he's kind of small. Um, 
there's also a shot in the behind the scenes footage of Dustin the turkey or a man in a Dustin the turkey sort of um, what do you call it mascot costume saving penalties in goal I was like oh, could you imagine if they'd have just left him in goal pretended to be whoever it would have been for Shells around that time just don't reference it just leave a big giant dust in the turkey in goals would have been great um, but yeah Keith Duffy ruined it he's an absolute tosser he did a GA solo up the pitch and got sent off Oh, Copy down, down I know, now. yeah, trying to make himself the leading star of the show. It's about the kids, yeah, Keith. It's yeah. disgraceful. Tosser. I no. hate him. Um, <laughs> the episode then starts off. So it's called 36 Hours in Dublin. Um, it it kind of... 36 you, hours too long. Yeah, it? <laughs> it was 45 minutes and it was yeah. an absolute... Honestly, I, I, it was, this is my fault. I, I, I originally wanted to watch this only to really piss off Dave because he has generally hated <laughs> to talk about Dream Team and then he got injured and couldn't come in so you've had to fill in unfortunately you've had to watch this now it's disgraceful <laughs> I, I blame Dave for this now <laughs> the shots right from the start so essentially the backstory is that it was 1-1 in the away game uh, they come back to Dublin then they have to play the home game they're in a bit of a state or a Premier League side uh, against Shells and they open it up with shots as if you know kind of give you a taste of Dublin so shots of Grafton Street the Clarion Hotel, and then a man carrying a load of sliced pans on a sort of wooden board in his head, as if that's like, oh, classic Dublin. A lot of river dance music, sort of remixed, um, especially when they're training and look like they're dancing. <laughs> they use it constantly. It's about, it's about four minutes worth of footage. And then they even, it's going to be a little bit heavy, they get a, a brief bit of concern for child abduction in there <laughs> with uh, Daddy, however you say his name, Warsaw, Ross, Ross, I think it's Ross Thorne, which is a really yeah. stupid name because just making it difficult on the commentator to say, but he basically meets up with I know some little kid who's mad about football and he gave him tickets wasn't he yeah but yeah. the mother thinks he's abducting her child first they're like ah classic Ireland kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible um, yeah stupid name there's there's great characters there's that wacky sort of Eastern European guy with an atrocious accent who, who just hits on some young girls um, there's you know some phenomenal acting from him I think he's your man who's sent off later and he's shaking his arms around because he slapped someone in the face and gets sent off for it the B-side storyline then is essentially that uh, as the club are away, the chairman and the, or the chairwoman I should say, and the owner are left at home. Um, she says an amazing line in this. So the, the owner's getting on her case about not, you know, packing out the stadium. 2,000 short. And she says, it was too far for the Shelburne fans to come. Across the bloody London or something. Oh, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a long way. Yeah. It's, it's a very long way. <laughs> we, talked our, we talked in one of our previous shows about how 50 people made it over to Belgrade, you know what I mean? Over to London's nothing. But that's the excuse she uses. Anyway, there's a whole ah. there's a whole B-side story where he proceeds to just harass her. I, I could throw a shells dig in here. but Yeah, I'm I know. I, I, I thought you might, and I was hoping you wouldn't. I'm refraining. Um, he, he proceeds then to just harass her for the rest of the episode. You're like, modern day football, what we know now, this is very uncomfortable. You see Keys and Grey later in the episode as well. Uh, they pop up giving it a little bit of analysis on the game. I'm not sure if you, if, if you noticed a few of the... Continuity issues, essentially, where Keys and Gray explain right off the top that uh, they're watching Chelsea versus Levski Sofia, so that's why Stamford Bridge is in the background. Uh, but we'll we'll bring you our opinion, and then they cut to it later, and they're analysing this game with no Chelsea Stadium in the background, no uh, Stamford Bridge in the background. So you're like, okay, they've obviously shot these over a couple of different days, and they were like, how do we explain that away? The final little element of the story is that goalkeeper. Jamie Parker, much like how Alan Manis was left out in the big European qualifier. Jamie Parker, who's got a bit of a gambling problem and it's causing problems with his missus, who's Tass or Tess or something like that. Um, he's, yeah, essentially, he's, he's left at home, even though their goalkeeper is injured. So I, I have a feeling footballer, they'd have used him anyway. 
But uh, yeah, he's been left at home. And uh, they also have him in a scene where he goes to this sort of classic looking seedy bar. Even though gambling's legal, he goes to this like yeah, dodgy looking, dodgy looking yeah, dark dodgy bar. Looking, yeah. um, what did you think of, of the calibre of acting, can I ask? Was it because um, you said Fair City. I, I, do you know what? It's probably, for me, still a cut slightly above Fair City. I, I disagree. No? I, I, I seriously disagree. Yeah, I thought it was horrific. Um, I, I, I don't any, s- any of the characters really uh, stand out to you? As, as no, they were all off. <laughs> I think the idea is that they used to go into a couple of different characters each week. So, like, you've only seen, well, like, three of the squad there. Um, and the rest sort of get mentions. There's a lot of sort of brilliant and there always was a lot of brilliant tacky sort of football stuff in it like the manager's team talk which is just crap and there's a great there's great scenes where he just explains to the players the situation they're in where you're like they know that you don't have to just tell me what's happening so not the best preparation for Harchester United going into this game let's get off to Tolka Park and join our match commentator Gary Bloom thanks Richard good evening everyone welcome to Tolka Park and Harchester's hopes will rest on the shoulders of this man, Carl Fletcher. Here comes Shelburne again. Where's Hulan? And again, he shot just right. Andy Byrne, 1-0. Shelburne have the lead after half an hour. Well, not the half that Harchester United wanted. I just think that maybe the manager, David Spears, has got to change things around at halftime. What did I say? Focus. What did you do? Lose focus. And as for you... Oh, come on. Andre, I don't want to know. Here's Carl Fletcher. Danny. Could be Andre Shevchenko. It's still have a 50-50 chance. Now shut up and watch. Let's talk about the match itself. Let's analyse the uh, Harchester Shelburne match. Great game, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? Well, Thriller. Shells in the first half absolutely dominated it. Absolutely yeah. dominated. There, there, there's for, reasons for that, though. Yeah, yeah. Dean Gaffney. And <laughs> I, I think. I think maybe you know, given that their bus was what an hour late. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't even I, mention I the big. Forgot the, I, the, I forgot the big twist, the big, <laughs> the important plot point, which is, which starts <laughs> off with their dinner is forty minutes late, and because their dinner is forty minutes late. All their preparations thrown, so they're forty minutes late to the stadium. As a result, people lose their jobs because the dinner's late. It's like they actually did lose their jobs. Yeah, as well, my is... god, like that would not forty minutes. I know. I remember like Jose would have been given out about the bus being late to a few Manchester United games, and Joe Schmidt used to go on absolute bloody wobblers about that. But I can't imagine it was ever. It was like. Yeah, the food was cold, so we had to heat it up, so we're madly because of it. It's such a poor storyline. But sorry, you're right. So, so the reason that they start poorly is because they're probably all still digesting their dinner from the clarion. Or maybe just because they didn't have a warm-up at yeah. all. So. They actually said, again, don't they say, one of the players goes, I barely feel warmed up. It's like, yeah. no player's ever said that. Um, <laughs> maybe Tevez. <laughs> that time he wouldn't come on. Um, so... <laughs> Thankfully, well, it's, it's Andy Byrne, or fake Andy Byrne, who scored, I don't know who it was, but Martin King, let's say. Martin King, Andy Byrne, scores great, the first goal. Great finishes, actually. It was, set up by Dean Gaffney Wezzo, 
Yeah. Um, so Wezo making an impact, even if it's not really him. So at halftime, can't remember the manager's name, can't remember half of their names. Their manager, Harchester's manager, makes a brilliant swap. He takes off one attacker. He tells me, you look me in the eye. You tell me you're <laughs> able to play that game. And your man bottles it. Brilliant bit of acting. Uh, Carl Fletcher, of course, who you, you won't know. Everyone listening to this who's ever seen Dream Team will know. Carl Fletcher was essentially the main man of the TV show across... Ten, 10 seasons how did it make 10 seasons yeah, so yeah, I was struggling to see how it made one episode after yesterday this is season 5 in yeah, so, no, that's what I'm saying one episode yeah. was too much well, for me to be honest Carl Fletcher went had all sorts of connections in the game he went off playing on the continent for a bit but came back I assume he must have had some other crap acting role uh, but he unfortunately met a sad demise like a lot of the players I mean there was all sorts of dream team for those who don't know there was team bus crashes there was a player who killed himself by jumping off the stadium there was all sorts of sad things that, you know, you would never play for this club, essentially, no. you know what I mean? But the sad demise of Carl Fletcher was in the second last season or the third last season or something like that. It was only, I think, a couple of years after this. So he's obviously the most popular player ever. He was murdered uh, in a fight in the, in the dressing room with one of his managers uh, who pushed him. Two of them were scrapping. I can't remember. I don't know why. But two of them were scrapping and uh, he got impaled on a clothes peg and died. So it's not even really a great way to, to go out. For no. Carl Fletcher. I think you've gone completely off topic as well. A little bit. Maybe, maybe a bit like the acting as well, where it just yeah. makes no sense. Makes no sense. But look, yeah. I've just, I'm just given I, everyone... I think, I think we're kind of following the storyline of the show. Do you know what? People are gonna, I should have put a spoiler warning in there. People are going to be furious now when they watch <laughs> season 8, episode 13 of Dream Team. And they, you, you, they're still, already... you still haven't talked about how the game ended. I will. I'll get to that. Yeah. I just want to tell you one more thing about Carl Fletcher. I know you're really down that you're not going to get to see him again after season 8. Wrong. Comes back as a ghost comes back as a ghost in season nine and helps <laughs> helps their striker get his form back. Not even joking. No, that's that's not good. That's we should have reviewed the ghost episode is what you're saying. Potentially, uh, yeah. It might have been more entertaining than this one, but yeah. So, it, yeah, essentially, Harchester get a late equaliser from, from big Carl Fletcher. Not ghost Carl Fletcher, living Carl Fletcher. Um, goes to extra time, which is always his free advertisement for the extra time that he website yeah. I'm sure that went uh, like, like we time. sponsored the FBI Cup yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see no highlights of the game but we do know that or this, the, the sort of extra time except for Carl Fletcher missing a peno late in the second half so he bottles it he bottles it and then he won't even take one in the shootout and who steps up it's our good pal Danny Warsaw do you know what do you know what it actually reminded me of what it was a classic shells moment you were in charge of the game <laughs> for so long oh, and come I, on and I just no, you can't. It's not even shells. It's you know yeah, Brendan Carroll and. But it actually if if it, fo- it, 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 it followed like the shells way so perfectly like they shells it if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, fake Andy Byrne misses the last one for shells. Yeah, uh, no. he sticks it over the bar, and after being a sound lad all throughout helping out this young man or kid who are extremely annoying throughout the show, Danny Warsaw, well, I can't say it. Who. <laughs> He he once he essentially steps up to take the last one that that Carl Fletch has, has bottled and he wins Harchester the game and do you know what it really reminded me in that moment how much I hate you two elevation because I've come straight on that's a fucking crap song as well I have to say <laughs> but yeah all in all I mean we we we've worked on such uh, and that's the saddest you're missing the saddest oh sorry go on yeah when he had to go in for a drug test yeah and the, the little kid was waiting for him and didn't happen I have a feeling 
that the storyline might not have ended there, that we might be seeing those characters come back in at some stage. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not I, quite to, sure. To be honest, I don't actually want to know. That's if fair you enough. can actually spoil it now for me. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I haven't watched it. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not a, this isn't a two-parter, so you're not going to get the second part of this so, so Dave isn't going to come in and give his, in and, his take yeah. on it, no? No, no, I'm sure something tragic happened, like he jumped off the stadium to avoid having to come into this or something like that, just like in Dream Team. <laughs> um, right, so well, we, we've sort of reviewed... Some excellent uh, pieces of, of uh, film, like John the Baptist. Yeah. Where would you rank this above in terms of, if I had to make you sit through one more? John the Baptist is longer, keep that in mind. John, well, no, sorry, well, John, John the Baptist is shorter, shorter, only half yeah. an hour. Yeah. Um, so where would you, would you prefer John the Baptist or would you prefer... I prefer three John the Baptists <laughs> than, than one of these, to be honest. <laughs>